Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Monday, everybody. Welcome in to the Graham Look and McLean podcast presented by Ingalls. And we are here talking summer guest series as our summer guest series rolls on Mac. We've had some great guests. Make sure you guys go check it out. We had Stanford Steve. We had Debbie Antonelli. We had Taylor Tannenbaum. And this is an episode where Mac, this was Mac's idea. He got the guest and I loved it. I loved getting to know this guy more. This may have been the episode in which I have laughed the most that we've ever recorded, Matt. <laughs> That's right, KG. Summer is off and running. We've got a shot of espresso yes. right here, okay? Because my great friend, Gary Streisky, is absolutely bringing it. Uh, really have enjoyed getting to know him and, and just the jokes, the comedy. He does so many things, you know, for ESPN. And, and now, you know, the glow up to be a mainstay, you know, on ESPN Sports Center AM with my guy, Randy Scott. It's just straight comedy, KG, for an hour plus. Find Gary on SportsCenter on Saturday mornings. Go watch him and Randy, and uh, you will not regret it for sure. So come for the one-liners. Stay for the storytelling. Before we get to Gary, here's a message from our great friends over at Ingles. At Ingles, we know your closest companions are the ones who are always there for you. The ones you trust to have your back, no matter what who make the hard times a little softer and the good ones somehow a little better. That's what family is all about, whether they walk on two legs or four. Ingalls, all the ingredients for family. G finally got you, man. Listen, I, I've reached out. I said, we need you. And you threw something in my face. You said, bro, are people on vacation? What are we doing? I said, no, you're my guy. I've got to have you on here. And here we are. We, 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 uh, we're eavesdropping. You just got done with the F1 call. Uh, this will long have happened once this gets released. But uh, with all that said, welcome, brother. And thanks for joining us. You know, it's been a long time coming. When you did text me, I was like, okay, I know X, Y, and Z, and this person's on vacation. I know that person's on vacation. Hey, I got called off the bench. Let's go. It's just like how my sports center career started. Just getting the call, getting the call from the bullpen, and I'm That's here, right. baby. That's right. Well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Uh, but I do want to start with – we're going to be all over the place too, by the way, so just bear with us if, if we miss some order uh, with this. But I, I do want to start in the early life because as I'm doing some digging, some stalking, I'm jumping into your life – and uh, I actually went back to that Corvette video, and we'll talk about that in a little bit here, yes. too, as you post of your pops. And I noticed he had Army stuff. So yep. did you grow up a military brat? Did you grow up when he was still serving? Oh, yeah, for sure. I was actually born on a military base in Korea. That's how my parents met. So I'm the oh, second cool. born. I have an older sister. Um, and uh, my dad was in the Army. He was a sergeant first class tank commander. He was stationed in Fort Carson. And then, uh, yeah, my parents met in Korea when he was stationed over there. Uh, and, and the rest is history, right? That's why when you see me, you're like, that guy's definitely Asian. And then you're like, his name's Gary Streisky? What the hell? Something's not adding up. So, dude, let me tell you how many times I've had to tell this story. Like, you don't look like a Gary. Your last name, Streisky. It all started in the summer of 82. <laughs> met, and I'm like, five years later, January 1987, bam, uh, here I am. So, 
My dad was actually stationed in Korea at the time. And that's why I was born on a military base. And uh, he retired when I was, when we moved back here, he retired in 94. I was born in 87. And then after his military career, he did 20 years in the army. He became a state trooper. So he did 20 years in the army, 20 years as a state trooper. So, uh, yeah, the military, the military roots, they run deep. So whatever happened if you got in trouble? Like, was it just beat down? Like, it wasn't good. And, or did you, you probably never did get in trouble, actually. No, I, I got in trouble. It, it didn't take very many instances of me getting in trouble to be taught that <laughs> it's not worth getting in trouble. I remember one of the scariest times ever was I was in like middle school and I was playing Little League Baseball. This was actually when my dad was a cop. So he was working and me and my friends, we got a little careless. And this was back in Thornton, Colorado growing up. And I don't know how we got a hold of a bunch of uh, firecrackers, bottle rockets, black cats, but we were shooting bottle rockets out of my window upstairs in my house and throwing black cats out of my window into my backyard as if, as if there wasn't going to be evidence, as right. if there be <laughs> just strewn about the backyard. And we got so, we lost track of time to such a degree, I heard the garage open and that's when I knew that my fate was sealed. Like first, first and foremost, my room was just filled with smoke, <laughs> like just filled with smoke. Right. And my dad walks upstairs. I know he can smell the gunpowder <laughs> or whatever the hell. Are, are you shaking at this point when you hear those boots coming Ooh. up the stairs? Like you, you ever just been reserved to the fact that like your fate is your fate. And it's over. Yeah. yeah it's over. Whatever lies ahead of you is something that you don't want to put yourself in the mental capacity to try to really understand, but you know, it's coming. Dude. That was, that was, that's flashback. <laughs> and I remember I had a baseball game that night. My dad took me off the team. He took me off the team. He affected my baseball career. Wow. All because wow. I was shooting bottle rockets out of my house. And I think it didn't help that he just got off a shift, right? So he was in Corporal Streisky mentality. He just got done dealing with knuckleheads for the last 10 hours on the street. And then he comes home to his sanctuary where he probably thinks I don't have to deal with knuckleheads. Lo and behold, I'm shooting bottle rockets out the crib in suburban Thornton, Colorado. It wasn't even July. It was like May, June. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know, man. It didn't take very many times of me getting in trouble to know it wasn't worth it. That wow. That, that's an amazing story, Gary. I, I appreciate I appreciate the honesty. And Mac, by the way. He hasn't mentioned it, but he's a military brat too, so he understands. That's right. That's he, right. yeah, you can tell. Can, you can, I, can I share? Can I share a story real quick? Because <clears throat> similar to similar to Gary, um, I slammed my door one time uh, and locked it. Dad wasn't home. Slammed the door, locked it. My mom like goes up the stairs, like you said, clicks it, and says, "That's okay. We'll wait till your dad gets home." That's all she says. And I had to stay in my room till my dad got home. <laughs> This is what happened. My dad ripped the door off the hinge and we didn't have a door for the rest of the time we lived in that house. So like you, Gary, I learned very quickly, do not get in trouble. Don't no. mess up. It's it not worth it. it. It's not it worth, worth it. it. And when did this happen? 26? Yeah, exactly. It just happened. I mean, it just <laughs> occurred. <laughs> and you guys turned out so great. It works. You know, you it had works. Discipline a works. couple hiccups, Discipline but works. you figured it out. I think Yeah, everybody. you figured it out. I think everybody, I stand by this. I think everybody should operate their day-to-day -day life with a tinge of fear. 
<laughs> I'm serious. With totally a t- agree. With a tinge of consequence looming in the background. Um, mm-hmm. And I think one of the biggest compliments I get to this day, truly, it's top three and it's probably not two or three, is when I'm having a conversation with a stranger and they just ask me, either unprovoked or whatever leads them to ask, like, are you a military kid? Did you grow up in a military household? Because it's like, you're polite. It's, it's sir. It's ma'am. Your handshake is firm. You're making eye contact. And that's all stuff that we learn, you know, by way of our parents growing up in that militant household. And it wasn't militant in the degree of, you know what I mean? Right. Not, it's not basic training. It's right. not basic training, but damn, it felt like it. <laughs> and man, I am so, so thankful that's how I grew up. And I know that's really cool. Mac agrees. Mac agrees. My dad was not in the military, but, um, you know, he had his moments and you know, we're all Turned here. We're all here. <laughs> okay. Well, we, we want to talk about, cause you put your parents on social media a good bit, talk yeah. about with your mom. And then you also surprised your dad with a Corvette for the weekend. It's gotta be cool. Someone who's so, I think I, I can tell, um, grateful to their parents and what they did for them to be able to do some cool things for them in return. I don't think that anybody can truly ever repay their parents back for an upbringing. I mean, you can gift them things and, you know, they don't care about that. What my parents care about is that I FaceTime them every day and I send them pictures (laughs) with my dog every day. And I call my parents like multiple times a day just to say hi. And I think that's the sort of repayment (laughs) that they can see. I think that's the dividend that they like having deposited, right? Like, I had such an impact or I did well enough in terms of the parents outlook. I did well enough that my parent, that my kid in his twenties and his thirties still wants to talk to me multiple times a day. Right. So dad, his dream is to have a brand new Corvette, like all dads, right. (laughs) You you turn a certain age and you're like, why did I wake up this morning needing a Corvette and new balance? (laughs) Right. My father-in-law literally just did that. Exactly. There you go. So I I totally see it. It's a switch that just flips. So Corvette reached out last year and they said, hey, we're rolling out our 70th anniversary Corvette. We like what you do on social media and we would like to, you know, send you one for the week. Um, If you could just compile content, no strings attached. And I said, this is great. I would love to do it. The only thing is I will only do it if you guys allow me to have my dad as one of the drivers because, Mm -hmm. and I gave him the whole backstory. He had a Corvette. But then he had double hip replacement, so he had to sell it because he couldn't. He couldn't. He literally couldn't get in the car. Oh. He rehabbed after the hip replacement, so now he's in fine working order. Um, so it was perfect timing, right? So I flew my dad out. He had no idea. I just said, "Hey, come visit me for the week. Let's hang out." Picked him up at the airport. That was about as speechless as I've ever seen him. I mean, he spent more time outside in the driveway taking yeah, the pictures than he did like. In the house with me, you right. know what I mean? and it was awesome. Like, to be able to do that for your parents is just—we uh, can never do it enough. Right, right. And, and I, I think it, I just refer again back to that video where uh, your dad made a sandwich. It's like a quarter eaten, and he's like, "Dude, I gotta go back outside. Bro, he, I gotta go." Back <laughs> I picked him up, and he didn't eat. My parents like, we got food at the house. Like that's my right. Parents. So he right. made a sandwich. We got here. Took a bite and he was like, nah, screw this. I'm not I got to go. I got to go. And what's hilarious because I have ring cameras all over the crib and I wasn't able to put this content in there. But he would wake up every morning and go outside and dry off the car from the light, the, the early morning dew. Amazing. Polish it every morning. I'm like, dad, you know, we got to give this back, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that was awesome. Um, so I'm still in contact 
with Cody and some friends over there who yeah. facilitated it. So uh, I'm eff- I'm efforting getting him one. That's I was going to ask that. I was, I was going to ask, where are we? We got an NIL deal in the books or what? Listen, not out, not like out of pocket. You know what I mean? Like I'm sure. Brock Purdy at ESPN, right? So <laughs> I, I don't have buy my dad a Corvette money, but I guess I got to take a little bit of pride in I have maybe a couple of connections that I can sure. get him to a front of a line somewhere. There you go. There you go. That's all that matters. I'm efforting it. I'm efforting That's it. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. All right. I do want to talk about your mom too, because I love when you post pictures either on your story or Twitter or whatever, and your FaceTime and, and mom's head is like the only thing in the screen. Like she, she can't even see you. You can't see her, but she just loves talking to you. It's uh again, we all have our own individual families and parents, <laughs> but all of our parents are the same. Like That's all right. of our parents are the same. I FaceTime my mom nearly every day for the last however long FaceTime's been around. You would think that, you know, just the natural, out. natural progression, it would go from being like, <laughs> like, you know, steady, steady. I think my mom thinks if the phone is closer to her, she is somehow closer to me. So I, I take it as Aww. an act of endearment. And, I, and at this point, at this point, I've, I've given up kind of corrector. Sure. You know? Hey mom, pull the phone away from your face because then she will, and then all of a sudden it'll just start. It'll it's just right start, back. Yeah, start creeping back. back, <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, mom, your nostrils looking looking very clear today. <laughs> Gravitational pull, man. It's it's a real you, thing. It's just science. Kind of, uh, similar FaceTime users in that. You know, yeah, yes, and I will say the FaceTiming. Uh, you know, exponentially increased when our baby was born. Like that's, mm. that's where it's like FaceTime every day. And it's not me. It's like, I'll talk, I'll start. And they're like, where's the baby? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't care about looking <laughs> at you. I want to see the baby. Like, come on, like hurry it up. So uh, they are a little bit better, but there will be times where they answer it. It's like below their chin. I'm like, this is yeah. a bad view. Like, stop. For sure. Like, stop it. <laughs> for, for sure. We all have the same parents. Yeah, they're all the same. They're all the same. Anyway, uh, all right, all right. So, parents, you mentioned some baseball in there. We're, we're we're in the worldwide leader here. All these different things. When was sports, I guess, a part of your life? And I guess when when did you grow up, or when did you know? Has it always been a thing that you wanted to do this? You know, kind of as a career. Yeah. When did you grow up, Gary? Yeah. When did you uh, grow when did you up? Grow up. Uh, you speak of that as if it's happened. Future tense. Future tense. Yeah, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think. I think. Hopefully, maybe it will one day. Uh, as I enter my 36th year, I'm thinking maybe, maybe either in the next four years or my next decade. Uh, it, it'll. I'm sure happen. Um, of course, we all grew up the same in the sense of you. You, you grow up, and your parents need to channel your energy. And the easiest way to do that is find an organized sport of some kind. So, you know, I played the baseball growing up, the football growing up. But when I knew I wanted to work at ESPN as a sports center anchor is in sixth grade, which I have in my yearbook. So it's like factually evident. And it's we need a picture of that. We need yeah, that. Wow. And it's and it's in evidence um, because I, I talked too much in middle school in sixth grade that the librarian cornered me one day and said, if you like talking so much, come do the morning announcements at my no middle way. school. There's a TV in every room and you're telling everybody what's for lunch. I remember those. Yeah. What the bus route is like what the weather's like as if they didn't just walk from the outside to the inside. Right. <laughs> uh, and I loved it. I loved it because I was in sixth grade and I remember like walking through the halls and like an eighth grader would be like, Hey, morning announcement guy. And I was like, dude, am I famous? 
I'm a local <laughs> celebrity? <laughs> Am I going to have an IMDB page? So that, that was cool. And then the moment I knew I wanted to be a sports center anchor was I got the opportunity to interview my science teacher. And she was part of the first women's professional um, football team in Colorado, full pads. Wow. And she was that? a unit. Her name was Miss Ely. <laughs> and she was an interior lineman. They had to play both ways. And she played on the Colorado, <laughs> Colorado Valkyries. And she brought her helmet in. And I remember she put her helmet on. We were doing the interview. And at the end of it, I was like, thanks, Miss Ely. Wow. And I, you know, gave her a, gave her an attaboy on the helmet. And I was like, dude, I just got away with hitting my teacher. <laughs> it was awesome. That's amazing. And, That's then, amazing. and I said, and at that point it was, it's kind of sad that I had the realization in sixth grade that I was not going to become a professional athlete, but let's stay in its orbit. So yeah. 20 years later, man, I uh, hosted <laughs> my first sports center with Jay Harris and yeah, it was, it was 20 years in the making. Wow. We're going to get to Sports Center, Gary, because I, I'm not trying to flatter you. I'll have sport, I watch Sports Center all the time, as anybody in our world does. And most of the time, I try to, I'll have it on maybe as background noise, yes. especially, you know, if it's not a crazy part of the, of the sports calendar. But when you're doing it, I can't really do that because of your one liners and because of how funny you are. So we will get to that. But I want to ask a little more. I know that was a heck of a compliment. I know, damn. So, <laughs> so you grew up in Colorado, and then Mac and I are reading your bio, right? We're trying to educate ourselves yeah. here. We've got Wyoming, we've got Houston, yeah. we've got Boston Red Sox sideline reporter. That seems to be a little bit of your big break. So, walk us through all of that and how it led you to ESPN. I was a, I was a bit of a man about town, and I also loved the lead up into. You know, I'm not trying to flatter you. I was really waiting. <laughs> I was really waiting for the, I don't even like you. <laughs> I've never heard of you. He is the one who wanted you on the pod and everybody else is on vacation. So I said, okay, fine. Oh. <laughs> so I went to school in Colorado. I failed out of Colorado State University. Go Rams. Yep, go Rams. I had to leave Fort Collins because my first year away from home uh, was a complete eye-opening experience. And wow. for a like me to say that is a lot. Um, and <laughs> guys, let it run in the pod. All right. Let it run in the pod. Do not cut that. So I had a sub one GPA. I got put on academic <laughs> and this goes back to having a militant household and also a Korean mom, which right. academics is, is everything in Korea. They right. go to school six days a week. It is yeah. everything. I thought I legitimately thought my parents were going to kill me. Mm-hmm. I thought like my friends are never going to see me again. This, it's been a good run. I'm going to die a virgin. <laughs> so what happened though? Was it like it was too much freedom or what? It's Yeah. Basketball every night. I was yeah. roommates with my best friends from high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We played basketball every night. Online poker was a huge thing. And wow. um, <laughs> and the cafeteria never closed. So it wow. Was wow. And wow. I was stupid. I was like, yeah, no, I'll definitely – go to my basketball class at 8 a.m. So of course you will. Uh, my parents gave me a one, one get out of jail free card. They said, we kind of expected this. And this is, this is, this is your one opportunity. This right. is your one opportunity to screw up. Right. So I had to transfer to Metro state, which is the best decision I ever made because um, it was right there. Downtown Denver allowed me to be in, in, become an intern. And uh, yeah, when I graduated in 2010, I was sending my tape all across the country and I got one yes. And that was thankfully in Cheyenne, Wyoming, because it was wow. only an hour north of, you know, where I grew up. 
So I likened it to a master's degree because I did Monday through Friday. I'd be off the air by 1030 and then I would just drive home Friday night. It was an hour away, take my laundry. I'd be home by midnight. I kicked it with my friends and then I would just drive back up Monday morning. And I did that for 14 months, 16 months. And then Houston called me and I was in Houston for 14 months. And then after (laughs) that, Nesson called me and I was at Nesson for five years. Yeah. Wow. 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 So, okay. So you said they called you like, did did you have feelers out? Were you happy? Were you like, why did you, I guess, why'd you go from Wyoming to Houston? Number one. Well, Mac, have you ever been to Wyoming? No, I bet it's beautiful. I would love, I would go back to Wyoming. See? Really? Exactly. Not, not, not working there at the salary in which I was getting paid. Sure. Sure. Wait, you guys are getting paid for this? What? (laughs) Money for this? Oh, $600 $600 every two weeks, but my rent was 300 bucks a month. I lived in wow, one good. of my parents' basement. It was great. Wow. It was great. Amazing. I knew from early on, like, I was going to have to go the hard way. Like, I knew I was going to have to move away from my friends and away from my family. Sure. And Cheyenne was market 195 and Houston was market 10. So <laughs> they, they tripled my salary, which sounds good on paper until you find out that I was making – twenty thousand dollars a year you know what i'm saying so i was rich right and, uh, i wasn't even doing sports in houston they sold wow. me a bag of goods they were like you'll be like the sports feature guy i hit the ground running weekend morning hard news they're like gary uh Ooh. we just had a hit and run <laughs> gary we just we just had a fatal stabbing please go by yourself oh in the morning i'm like oh. this is not what i signed up for i saw more wow. dead bodies in houston than Dang. uh than anybody should see. Right. Like wow. So for 14 months, that's what you, you did hard news for 14 yeah. months for like wow. the first eight months. And then finally I, I, I got enough gumption because I was 25. I was the youngest dude yeah. in the Houston market. I finally sure. went to my news director and said, this is not what you told me. I came here. Mm. Like you right. told me I was going to do sports. Right. I saw a, a dead body this morning. Like what, yeah. what yeah. something ain't connecting. So finally they put me, in the sports department. And uh, I did that for the last six months. But at that point, it sort of left a bad taste in my mouth. And I was I was ready to get out of there. So I had an agent at the time. And oh, uh, good. He, he was able to facilitate the Nesson thing, which is homecoming to me because I have a ton of family in Boston. Sure. So, uh, that happened in uh, July of 13. Mm-hmm. I was there until uh, January of 2017. Wow. So why, that the agent piece there is fascinating. Why uh, Why did you think you needed an agent or why did you want an agent that young and that early in your career yeah i think uh i think your first job anybody can get sort of yourself by pounding the pavement sending tapes small markets Mm -hmm. you know they're more likely to just click on your email but i kind of knew at an at an early spot that and i also had good mentors that they were like hey you're gonna need an agent when you climb through this uh for better or worse so i linked up with one and yeah he he was shopping my tape around and uh the rest is history. I'm no longer with him, but I'm certainly appreciative of, you know, him getting me to Houston and then subsequently to Boston. But then you sort of outgrow each other and your needs change. Um, but that's just the way it goes in, in the business. We know everybody has kind of that unique ESPN story. I've never heard one that's uh, that's exact, the exact same to another one of yeah. how you got hired by ESPN. And I remember you first popping up on the Sports Center, ESPN Sports Center, because I went to graduate school with Christine Williamson. So I knew her. Oh, get out of town. And yes, oh, yes, I didn't yes. Know that. 
We go way back, me and Christine. Wait, you you haven't heard she went to Clemson? You've never heard that before? Oh, yeah. I thought she went to Miami. Oh, it depends on who's good. It depends who's good. She did. It depends on who's good. Because if none of them are good, then she falls back on the Big 12 thing. Yeah, the Big 12. Yep. Or the Broncos, randomly, because she has that selfie with Peyton Manning. Except for the last couple of years. There was no Bronco talk. No. No. That entered the hemisphere. But damn, be damned if Oklahoma's good again. Watch out. (laughs) Watch out. Well, she only has one more year for that. It's all love, Steve. Um, <laughs> yes. But I remember I started seeing you pop up. I'm like, okay, this guy's funny. So tell me how you got to ESPN. What's the story? So this is good because I just did this podcast last week and I likened myself to Brock Purdy because when I was go. makes sense. Working in Dallas, well, when I was working in Dallas, I think there's a happy ending to this story. <laughs> when I left Nesson, I wanted to do entertainment. So I was doing this syndicated morning show in Dallas, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. And it was great. Um, and I had always stayed in contact with who is now my agent, but he was a talent director at ESPN for the longest time. Big Red Sox fan. We linked up in 2013. And he was always trying to get me into ESPN. He knew that was the goal. He was always trying to find me opportunities. And November of 2017, SportsCenter Snapchat became a thing. And he said, he hit me up and said, you know, I think, I think we're going to put some bodies on this. It's not sports center linear, but we think we might be able to get your foot in the door on a part-time deal that will fly you up every two weeks to host sports center Snapchat. So I said, just get me in the door. Give me two weeks. They're going to love me. Scott Van Pelt, who? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, dude. You're, you're Scott's actually a big fan of the show. He's yeah, a big fan. You're goaded. You're goaded. Um, so I, I got there and I was literally working seven days a week. So I'd go Monday through Friday. And then I would fly out of Dallas to Hartford Friday. I would host Friday night and Saturday. And then I would fly back out Sunday in time mm-hmm. to do the morning show, my 3 a.m. wake up on, on Mondays. Remember, they preface this with, we'll fly you out every two weeks. They flew me out every week from the beginning. Wow. Well, from March to May, every single weekend, I was working seven days a week, which is great. There's no complaints from sure. me. Yeah. Because effectively what happened was they said, Gary, we're, we're paying more in your travel expenses than we paid you <laughs> in a full-time deal. So when your TV deal in Dallas runs out, let's just sign you to a full-time contract. So I went full-time wow. at ESPN in June of 2018. And the reason I say I was mystery relevant, I was Brock Purdy, because they brought me in on the lowest of low in terms of every other week you're going to be doing this like startup digital program. Right. Whatever. I was the last pick. You know, I was I was the last pick. And sure. You know, you answer the call and there's sick calls and there's vacation time. And eventually you start chipping away at uh, at building trust with the decision makers. And uh, it's been it's been a it's been a worthwhile slow burn to get to, you know, getting a a permanent home with Randy Scott on the weekends and also do my sports center Snapchat thing and Emac doing stuff with you. Come on. During college football season. So, uh. Yeah, it's been a five-year steady progression, but I don't think I would have changed it. Yeah, no, no question. I'm gonna let uh, KG jump into to you and Randy because she she has some questions. But what what was that like? I mean, once you got that that call, once mm-hmm. they said, "Hey, we want to bring you on full time," I mean, was it jubilation? Did you see it writing on the wall? Like, what what did you do as soon as that call? As soon as you hung up with that call. I said, I can finally stop renting. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I was like, I'm going to buy a house. 
I'm actually going to take my shit out of the boxes. Because remember, <laughs> I, I graduated in December of 2000, May of 2010. I lived in Wyoming for 16 months. I lived in Houston for 14 months. I got to Boston, but I moved every single year when I was at Boston. Mm -hmm. I was just looking for the cheap spot, you know, because Nesson doesn't pay well. And then I moved to Dallas. So when ESPN finally made me full time, I think I was 30 or 31. And I said, I can finally stop being a nomad. Wow. I can actually set yeah. roots, right? Like if I do my job well enough, ESPN will keep me around, hopefully, you know, to the point where I get one of those Simba pins, right? I think that's the 25-year mark, the 20-year mark. Simba or Mufasa. It's one of the It's one of the big dogs. Mufasa. That's just all of our goal is to get that pin, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, to get the plaque, right? The Mufasa plaque that says 20 years or 25 years. So I'm a, I, I guess I'm 20% I'm of the way there because I've been there for, for five years. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I still – find myself in the sports center studio thinking, holy crap, I'm doing sports center. Mm -hmm. Cause it's a, everybody grew up on sports center. So it's, it's the legacy program. And here I am being trusted to a degree of like maintaining that legacy and maintaining it's, it's newsworthiness. So uh, it's, it's certainly not a, not a responsibility I take lightly. Well, first of all, Mufasa RIP. True. Um, one of the I didn't want to talk about it, but I know, I know. In, uh, I th I thought your answer when when you signed your full time deal was that you went and shot bottle rockets out of your window. <laughs> yeah, Dad. Guess not. That was second. That was the second thing. <laughs> no, because I'm no longer a minor, so I think I think that's like jail time. <laughs> you, no, you go straight you go to, to jail. jail. You go yeah, straight, yeah. To jail. <laughs> straight. Just just say it was a gender reveal. You're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? Okay, so uh, what I said earlier about you and you and Randy. Because I guess, honestly, yeah, Saturdays is probably when I have SportsCenter on the most, like in the background, just doing whatever. And you guys are hilarious. I mean, you are. I mean, the the, the one-liners you throw in there during highlights, during all sorts of things, you make it really fun. So tell me more about your relationship with Randy and how that came to be. And I feel like you guys let each other be yourselves and, and you go with it, which really works. Yeah, definitely. KG, also much appreciated. I just want the listening audience to know I did not coerce. Her to say that there was no money exchange. I mean it. No money I mean exchange. It. No Venmo transactions uh, <laughs> exchanged. So the funny story about Randy and I was he was actually at Nesson before I was, but we never overlapped. But when I got there, so many of our colleagues who we got to both work with would sort of tell me that I reminded them of Randy, but I never mm -hmm. met Randy. But all I ever heard of was great things from this guy who was likable dude and everybody you know liked his his stuff and he was funny and i said shit i'll take that all right cool and then i got to espn and some of those same kind of um comparisons have you ever worked with randy or are you friends with randy and i had never met randy until i actually got paired up to do a show with him um because they needed a body wow and when i finally met him i said okay i, I get it this dude's this dude's comedy and then you know you start <laughs> away at first Everybody you work with, because you're the new guy, again, you're the Brock Purdy, you have to earn that trust and you have to earn sort of, you have to earn some of that pedigree. And so I didn't want to, you know, open up my entire personality because that's sure. be a complete turnoff to a lot of people. That could be risky. <laughs> Who is this guy and get him away from me? So I would ask all of the questions and come to find out, you know, Randy, when he was in Florida, he would do stand up comedy. And I said, okay, yeah, this, this is all checking out. This guy. This guy gets it. This guy can give you a tight three minutes set, <laughs> tight four minutes or whatever. So um, anyway, fast forward to February of 2022. 
uh, when Nicole Briscoe got uh, promoted to the night side, you know, they obviously needed a partner with Randy and Jill Fredrickson at the time, who was since retired, sort of liked our dynamic. And uh, she paired me with him. And I think the rest wow. is history. And I tell everybody, you know, I know we have hundreds of thousands of people who watch SportsCenter every morning. But when I'm writing my scripts, I deliberately write my scripts for an audience of one. And that's Randy. (laughs) You want to make Randy laugh? Is that what it is? Because I know if I can get an authentic laugh and not just one of those, (laughs) you know, like the the big breath of air out of the nose. I'm like, all right, if Randy laughed, I'm sure there are some people at home who are also joining along, uh uh-oh, joining along with him. Uh Oh, where did you guys go? So, You're still uh, there. Don't worry about it. You're still sorry, there. I'm getting my real So, uh, yeah, I mean, Randy, he's he's the real deal, man. Like, he's he's the real deal. He, The guy you get, the comedy you get, the self-deprecation you get on screen with him is the same thing you get in person. <laughs> I'm trying to spread this vicious rumor about him within the walls of ESPN that he sleeps in jeans. Whoa. <laughs> wow. Because sometimes he'll weird out. Sometimes he'll crash at my house instead of driving all the way back to Western Mass because it's an sure. hour one way. Um, and he's not comfortable enough to hang out in his night-night yeah. jam. Right. So he'll just stay in his jeans until he retires <laughs> to his quarters. So I only see him ever in jeans. So yeah. I can only assume that the man sleeps, he sleeps in arched denim. I'm yeah. surprised y'all aren't at that point yet, like full-on yeah. pajama party kind of situation. I think it's a him thing, less of a me thing. Mm. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I could see that. I'm not, yeah. you know, hey, he moves at his own pace. It's okay. Sure, sure. Okay. He's intimidated. He's intimidated. I understand. I, I understand that. It. I get it. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Gary, you mentioned all those things. You've done some, you know, really cool stuff with hosting Sports Center. you know, the billion other things that you do, F1, all these different things. Is there a favorite story or is there a favorite event that you cover that year after year you're like okay here it comes any anything of that nature that is just like your jam i never got to play or go or attend like a big time program right you guys obviously uh, i went to colorado state failed out and then i transferred to a local school in downtown denver a commuter college um so my first time going to like a big time college football game i remember it was uh happy valley it was penn state mm. right out against ohio state Mm. Ohio State won the game. And I sat in the student section because <laughs> we, we were getting content for SportsCenter Snapchat. And it was right. insane. I thought Beaver Stadium was going to collapse. I thought the whole <laughs> thing was going to come down on itself. But that was so electric. And it only got better from there. Wow. I mean, being on the sidelines for Clemson winning the national championship the first time against Alabama and Santa Ana, right? Um, first time that I got to be in sure. attendance. Sure. Um, and then being at the Superdome. When LSU, sorry guys, mm. uh, took care of business against you know Clemson. I know, I know, I didn't want to bring it up. <laughs> OBJ handing out money. No, I know, but classic. I'm, he's like, why did Gary's feed just all of a sudden cut out? <laughs> was that Gary? Oh, he's got to go. <laughs> yeah. No. So just like being at those events and feeling that energy is second to none. It is yeah. second to none. It's unbelievable. You can't put it into words unless you actually experience it, and then to experience it from field level. Is a is a whole nother thing. Right. It's a whole nother ballgame. Yeah, yeah. There's there's nothing like. It. I mean, it's it's uh, and it's funny how different it is being a player and then like a a media like working it because I, I think you can appreciate the moment a little bit more. Yeah, when you're working because like you're playing, you're there to win. Like it's you're so dialed in. But then when you're at you know a level removed, you're just like, wow, this is this is crazy. This might coincide with what I just. How do you guys handle it? 
being alum and you know going to these games yeah. and knowing that there's not anything that you can do yourself to actually change the outcome. That's got to like help. I tell you, man, you know, it's just part of the job that you remove yourself from it. Yeah. But you're definitely cheering and you're pulling oh, for your guy oh, yeah. and you're, you're going crazy. You're yeah. going crazy. Well, Mac, I'm glad you brought that up actually, because people forget if not for a one onside kick and Joe Burrow being born, Clemson would have four natties. People yeah. That. yeah, that's true. Very, very true. true. Actually five, if you count the, the old one. <laughs> and also if like Jamar Chase couldn't catch and also Justin Jefferson couldn't catch. And yeah. I mean, just like, yeah, I mean, if Joe whatever. Burrow's parents, if Joe Burrow's parents had never met, <laughs> I mean, we'd be good. We'd be, good, we'd be in a fine know? spot. Yeah. We'd be exactly. in a fine spot. Uh, Gary, how about, how about this one? What was your, and again, it might be those same things that you just said. When, what was the moment where you're like, this is it. Like I've arrived. This is sports. This is ESPN. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm doing this. Yeah. There's two, there's two moments that came pretty far apart from one another, actually three. Um, but I was shadowing. It was one of my first weeks at sport at ESPN. And I was just kind of hanging around, you know, making the rounds, doing the shadowing thing. And I was sitting in DC two, sort of by the sports center studio, like the big, the big ESPN marquee. And no. I'm just sitting there on my phone and, uh, there's that big long hallway that leads to a parking lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. I heard somebody walk in and I looked to my left and it's Randy Moss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, just, he just scanned in the doors and I'm like, Oh my God, that's Randy. Yep. And I'm 36. So Randy Moss is like the guy who we were watching. Right. Yeah. And, I mean, he's three, three catches, three touchdowns, 179 yards. Like that Randy Moss is the guy I grew up with. And he was walking down the hall and he just gave me a, so. I was like, me and Randy Moss are boys. Did you see that? Me and Randy Moss are boys. You saw that, right? Nobody was there. It was just me and Randy Moss in this dark corridor, not in a dark corridor, but like this long hallway. In a back alley. And nobody's going to believe me that like me and Randy Moss are like on the, sup level um that was that was cool that like that was cool i'm still like i'm a sports fan we all are that's why we work of course that's why we do what we do but like an on-air moment was when i got to interview in that same gary streisky as an impressionable adolescent when i got to interview uh vince carter on sports Mm. and i said guys i need I need to do a sound check with Vince Carter before we go on air because I just have to get stuff off my chest. Right. I was like, Vince Carter, dude, I'm sorry, but like, I'm a big fan. Uh, you get that all the time, but like, you're the man, your poster's on my wall. I had the and one Thai cheese. Yes. Like, this is awesome, dude. This is awesome. And Vince Carter's one of the nicest dudes ever. Yeah, no I'm doubt. Dealings with him. No doubt. He's just the nicest, most like, oh my gosh, me, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. Ooh, really? So that was pretty cool. I also had the same thing with Dickie V. Um, mm. It's awesome. Just like those, not they didn't make air, but it was hey, hey, say what's up to Dickie V in commercial break. Make sure their mics okay. I was like, say what's right. Up to what? Say what's up to Vince Carter. What? Um, and I still, I still have those moments. Yeah. All the time. Sure. All the time. That's amazing. You never know. It really is fun. You never know who you're going to run into when never. you're on ESPN's campus. I mean. Someone could just pop up and yeah. you're like, okay, yeah. I didn't know that he was here. She was there for, you know for the day. It's sucks. crazy. What kind of sucks is we have to, we have to almost have like this professionalism yeah. a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Like, oh, I work here too. No, uh, no, 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 that's no, that's no, that's no big deal. Yeah, whatever. No, that's no big deal. No. 
<laughs> you know I mean? like, it's just that's just cool it is wild i totally yeah it is wild okay gary last one here because you're a very busy guy you got stuff to do no, but you are great. this is great <laughs> this has been really fun you are someone who yes you work in sports media you work for espn but from what we understand you also have your hands in some different things maybe some real estate all sorts of things going on where did that come from where you you wanted to kind of still be doing other things yeah. some people just get to espn and they're like look i've made it i don't need to do anything else <laughs> yeah. but wh where does that come from yeah i got to espn and i had the exact opposite thought <laughs> like i got to espn and i've since hired a broadcast coach i'm working with a vocal mm. coach because getting to espn is wow. one thing mm -hmm. staying at espn right wow. staying at what many objectively would say is you know the the, the top or you know mm -hmm. um the, the mecca so to speak that's a whole nother thing. And I, I don't think that that is, I don't think that that doesn't, that doesn't come along just because you signed a contract. Like all of that is earned. We're not tenured employees that just because we're there 10 years, you can't get rid of this. Isn't a union. You know what I'm saying? Like this ain't a teacher's union. This isn't a, you know, an electric union, um, contractors union. Like you have to earn it every single day. So, um, <clears throat> I lost track of the question, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the real estate, your, your hands and well, other things. Are, yeah, so it actually came <laughs> about uh, again. The, the 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 switch kind of flips. You turn thirty, and you're like, mm. I think I want to learn how to plumb. <laughs> I don't know. I think I want to learn um, how to put a fence in. Just because. <laughs> do I have to dig the whole thirty six inches deep? Yeah, actually, you do. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, do I need nine foot four by fours or will eight foot four? So I got a house, and then it was middle of COVID. And I said, I have to, I, nobody knew what any, nobody knew what was happening with anything. So I had a little bit of money saved up in savings, my savings account. I said, I'm sick of just like looking at this. Let me have it go work for me. So I bought a condo and I got a renter in there and then I got the itch. So I sold my Jeep, which was paid off. And I bought another condo and I said, okay, this is a path in the event ESPN gets sick of me or whatever. My time runs out. I don't want to be left just holding nothing, right? Because um, I don't have a tangible skill. And when I say that, I don't know how to wire a house. I don't know how to plumb a bathroom. Um, I mean, I know how to do it, but I don't got the license. Watch this. So uh, I, just, I just sort of, I just sort of got hooked, right? Um, I saw, I saw the dividends. You're also helping people out. Um, and now I have, uh, I hold many honorary degrees from YouTube University. So it's, That's it's very right. cool. now I have a uh, now I have a property manager who's like a really good friend of mine. And we we sort of embark on these projects together. So I like to jump into maybe one or, you know, if I'm blessed enough to find another deal, maybe one or two a year. Sure. Rent them out. And they're all I rent them out to like I live in a duplex right now that I'm actually moving out of. But mm. uh, my friend who lives next door is like just a friend who works locally here um the house that i rented out that i first bought when i got up here like my agent's friend lives there wow. so it's just like it's just people helping people <laughs> that's right <laughs> that's right <laughs> well here's the deal I, we, we need to figure out when we want to uh when we want to push and pitch our home renovation show so whenever you're ready uh I, i'll be with that i'll be on that with you we can have demo day we can do the whole nine whatever you want to yep. do and I'm finally glad that we have the opportunity to talk about it because if EMAC was put on this world to do one thing, it was to demo things because this man, America, 
This man's hands are the size of frying pans. And I say that it is the biggest compliment. The first time I shook Eric's hand, I came away thinking, dude, do I have? Do I have it's a jarring experience. Subpar hands, and I'm just finding out about this. Like, do I have below? Do I have below average hands? I mean, I think I do anyway, but Emac's hands just like I like it. It's like a blue whale swallowing just a, a touch of kelp. I mean, right. <laughs> And then your hand just disappears into the abyss until he allows you to get it right. back. To go back. Until he allows you to get it back. Right. Uh, this guy- Gary, here's the key, though. If you guys do your home reno show together, yeah. because I've seen Mac go to work with his dad and they do, you know, they yep. demo things, whatever. You have to wear Carhartt overalls. Like, it's, it's necessary. Yeah, okay. You have to wear overalls. So are you, you willing some. to do that? Let me, let me. Let me just throw this out there, okay? This is a new thing, and it's an opportunity. Oh, somebody get the I thought I heard her coming. Someone get the FaceTime to the parents. I'm sorry. Keep, keep going. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I'm, like, yelling in the little kid's ear. She's Isn't she, she can't the cutest hear she baby can't. you've ever seen, Gary? Hi. Who is that? I want to pinch. You watch them on TV. I want to pinch the cheeks. <laughs> Your cheeks are so So, so overalls, are you in or not? Are you? Oh, she's going to grab the mic. Are you in on yeah, the overalls or what? I'm in with overalls, but can they? Can I suggest Timberland Pro? Uh, and you the know, reason I, the reason yeah. I say this is because they've been good friends of mine, and I may or may not, may or may not be, you know, working with them. Okay. <laughs> Interesting. All right. well, hey, well, we need no to more. connect on that first of all. <laughs> yes. um, so there we go. Yeah. Okay. This is going to be the great, the great start of a good relationship. Have you I'm guys watched my House Hunters episode? Didn't know that existed. So yes, I will watch it as soon as this is over. There used to be a wall wall right here. (laughs) No way. A wall in my kitchen right here that we demoed as part of this episode. This was a, uh, and now I'm running over my time limit, but uh, I shot a pilot in Los Angeles last year that died at the cutting, not the cutting room floor, but it died at the finish line of Netflix. And it was called Big Brick Energy. Wow. A, I could talk about it now because I think the statute of limitations has since expired. It's over, yeah. But uh, it was wow. four dudes who didn't do contracting work as a full-time gig, more of a side hustle, and we just go around the country renovating homes for what? people that need help. We yeah. need to bring that back. We need to bring that back. Um, Big brick energy. Wow. I was that's the amazing. Paper. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I was, <laughs> Gary, that's legit. I was, green, I was green thumb guy. That's amazing. That's amazing. Um, oh, wow. The things you learn. The things you learned. So Gary, this was amazing. Thank you for your time, brother. Uh, the month of May, that's it for us with the, the summer series and you big old exclamation point. Emac, KG, thank you seriously so much for having me. I'm sorry that I just, my word count was far too high in this edition of the podcast. Nonsense. Please, so please preface this podcast with something and please also bookend it with just you two because I spoke way too much. Thank you for joining us. Another great summer guest series episode of Gramlick and Mac Lane presented by our great friends over at Ingles. Thank you guys for tuning in. Go over to YouTube, go over to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, subscribe. We would greatly appreciate that. But until next time, we'll see you.